What's up, everyone? You are listening to the Jelly Cards Podcast, where we take you on a journey through the sports card hobby. And don't think we are excluding any of you TCG hobbyists, because we at Jelly grew up collecting both Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Each episode, we discuss various topics related to the hobby, while giving you frequent market updates for players both in-season and off-season. You can listen to all our episodes on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you are ready, we are ready. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this new episode from the Jelly Card Boys. Welcome back to the Jelly Cards Podcast, where John and I are spreading the love of the hobby. This is episode 46. You can listen to all our episodes on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you are enjoying these topics, please give us a rating and a follow on both Spotify and Apple. So for this uh, episode, we are going to go over and recap the Super Bowl, give our opinions on it, because I think here's the thing about the Super Bowl, at least for uh, for me. And I don't know if you felt the same way, John. I really didn't care about this Super Bowl at all. <laughs> yeah. I was not I was not happy with the teams that made it. I don't care about the Chiefs. I don't care about the 49ers. I really wanted to watch a Baltimore Ravens versus Detroit Lions Super Bowl. Me like, too. I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan and then of course every you know how historic the Lions are even though they play in our division. I was really rooting for the Lions to make it there. I thought it would have been such an amazing Super Bowl to watch and see the Lions in in one. So this one I kind of really didn't care about. However, uh, I told you that I was actually rooting for the Chiefs to win, not because I put money on them, Boo. because I did put money on them. No. And I remembered I remembered why I stopped betting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember when I stopped doing parlays? Um, it's always one leg too many. Yeah, man. You know, I, every time I always put one leg too many. But the reason why I was rooting for the Chiefs is because Mahomes is is now getting into a a situation where he's he's put in the same conversation as Brady now. Yeah. You know, similar to how like LeBron James is with uh Michael Jordan. Now Bray uh now Mahomes is getting into that conversation of could he surpass Brady? Is he better than Brady? Is he going to be the go of of football? And so for me I'm like, well, I don't care who wins this game. However, if I had to choose I would much rather Patrick Mahomes win it because now it gives it's it's a good conversation piece, right? Yeah. Like it, it it makes it exciting to see. You know, we grew up during the Tom Brady era mm-hmm. when the Patriots were just absolutely dominating football, whether they were winning the Super Bowls or not, they were dominating football. And now we're starting to see this again. We're seeing this new dynasty in the Kansas City Chiefs with Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and. So for me, that's why I was kind of rooting for them because I'm like, you know what? This is going to make for like great football talk. Yeah. So first things first, we can recap it, you know, kind of give your opinion on the game, how you think it went. Are you are you happy with the way it played out? And uh, we'll, we'll go from there because I th- truly feel as if there's a lot we can discuss when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I, I agree with what you said. I I didn't really care for the game. I wasn't super excited about it. I wasn't really like 
what's the word I'm looking for? I wasn't zoned in, focusing on the game the whole time. I was really just like having fun, eating food, like enjoying the halftime show, all that stuff, enjoying the commercials and things like that. And I was, the reason that I was rooting for San Fran, I was just because of basically what you said. I'm kind of tired of the Chiefs winning, but yeah, I well said, Jason. Mahomes has basically launched himself into a new realm of quarterbacks. He's joined the Tom Brady discussion. And I, I don't know. I thought the game, I told you guys, I just, first half, was okay, very defensive first half. Like uh, mm-hmm. people probably weren't expecting it that much, but low scoring game. I was like, okay, this is going to be a grind. This is going to be a battle. And then second half, I just I got so pissed off. I didn't understand what the whole mindset was on the San Francisco sideline. I didn't like that they kind of just let up towards the end on defense. They were just playing this pre. They gave up on Mc- on using McCaffrey too. They yeah. kept passing the ball all the time. I didn't understand yeah. it at all. I was getting kind of – that's what I said. I was just getting pissed off. I was really disappointed on how how the game played out second half and even in overtime too. I just – I didn't like it. I thought it was bad coaching, bad decision on play calls offensively and defensively. And knowing what you know, like you said, you have basically Tom Brady Jr. on the other side there. Uh, you can't – to quote, uh, what's his face? To quote Campbell for Detroit, field goals don't win games. Like field goals don't win championships. You can't just be settling and letting the yeah. other team go out there and do what they're gonna do. You got to be aggressive. You got to take risks. And I just felt like it was a really horrible second half for San Fran. And that's what happens. That's what you get what you deserve, I guess. But yeah. yeah, I was I was rooting for San Francisco. I I love the Brock Purdy story. I. He's going to get paid. He deserves to get paid. I don't know how much he's going to get paid. And, yeah, I was rooting for them to just to avoid this whole, like, oh, Kansas City wins again. Oh, next year, Kansas City wins again. And, yeah. But do you think that they're – do you think they really have a shot at a three-peat, which, is, which has never been done, by the way? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely do. Because uh, here's the thing about the game. So, yeah, again, I, I agree with you. And if you were uh... – a lover of like defensive games, this was right up your ass. Yeah. For I mean, absolutely. First half, you know. Here's the thing: Patrick Mahomes won Super Bowl MVP. The true MVP of that of that game for the Chiefs was the defense. Yeah, and their kicker. <laughs> and yeah, and their kicker. But uh, realistically, the defense is why you won that game. Because yes, you you kind of put your team on the back when it came down to like the fourth quarter. You know, with Patrick Mahomes, but. The 49ers had the opportunity to blow that game out. Yeah. If they were if they were firing on offense, because the, the Chiefs looked terrible mm-hmm. when they had the ball in their hands. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, how out you know, fumbles, Mahomes throws, you know, starts off the I think it was what when he started off the third quarter, they had that miscue where uh he threw it behind, you know, he was going to do like a halfback toss to uh, Pacheco, threw it behind him. Pacheco's fumbling the ball. He's throwing interceptions. They, they could, no wide receiver was getting open. Yeah, exactly. Their wide receiver seeming team was ex- extremely exposed. Mm-hmm. Even Kelsey couldn't even get open. He had like one catch for one yard yep. up until like the end of the se- uh, first half. Exactly. So to me, I think that, they have to realize, well, first off, wow, look at the defense that we have. We have this amazing defense now. 
It's not like we're, we're, we're not in a shootout anymore where we have to outscore these other teams, you know, like 34 to 33. Mm-hmm. Like we have a shutdown defense. If we can get a wide receiver, you know, a wide receiver core who can actually get open, they have no, other than Kelsey, they have no names on, on their wide receivers. They don't have a star wide receiver. I know. Yeah. For They're now. They're starting to think that Rice guy is, it might <clears> be like a star, but truly once, once they lost Tyreek Hill, they don't have anybody anymore. Exactly. So I think that's probably going to be their main focus this off season is getting a, like getting some wide receivers out there. And I, man, I, I do think that they have a, a big opportunity to. And here's the thing, like why Patrick Mahomes is in the same conversation as Tom Brady is you cannot let Patrick Mahomes and uh, have the ball in his hands exactly. when the game's on the line. Exactly. Because he is going to march down the field and he is going to score. That's the thing. It just felt so easy. They were just doing whatever the hell they wanted towards the end of the game. And I was just like, what's going on here? I mean, uh, for sure, both defenses were tired. Oh, yeah. Definitely. They were tired. They were, uh, they were on the field. Every, you know, every second of the game, they were, you know, I mean, you could just tell they were, they were exhausted Guessed. being on it. And uh, a big thing that I think the 49ers did wrong was they let up on using McCaffrey. Yeah. I just didn't understand they, it. They kept saying, they said one, uh, I think in the second half, they started off the second half and they like had like six passes and pass attempts in a row or something like that. With no carries to McCaffrey. Yeah, just so stupid. Like he is your he is your offense. No offense, he is your offense. Yeah, I completely so, agree. He does everything. He's such a yeah. he's awesome. And uh, yeah, I remember that hearing that too. That they started the second half with no no run plays, which makes no sense to me. And yeah. like in another uh, kind of football terminology slash logic way, offensive linemen love run blocking. That's basically what they it's what they dream of. Run blocking, mm-hmm. you just basically get to pancake people. You're just pushing forward. Versus yeah. pass protection, you got to kind of like sit back and let the people come to you. So yeah, I was I was pissed. I. And again, I, I know that maybe like the people who are going to defend San Francisco are going to say like, oh, well, we were they had to let up to like they wanted to make sure they don't get any uh, gashing plays up. You can't give up the deep ball, blah, 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 blah. But it's just um, you got to know better. You got you can't give people like Patrick Mahomes any amount of time. Just keep attacking him is what is what I was thinking in my head while I was watching it. But Yeah, they were putting so much they in that first half, they were putting so much pre- uh, pressure on Mahomes. Every time he dropped back, that pocket was collapsing. He had to run out and because no wide receiver was was getting any separation, he had he was either taking big hits or throwing the ball away or or having to make difficult throws. Exactly. You had him rattled. Like he, he that whole entire offense was rattled. They couldn't do anything. All these, what do you, how many times are you going to run the ball to Pacheco out of the shotgun? And he he just gets blown up in the backfield. Yeah. Like every time they ran the ball with Pacheco is out of the shotgun. And I was like, it was blowing my mind. (laughs) I'm like, what do you, it's not working. It is not working. Why do you keep doing that? I'm like, what? I'm like, this is a completely different offense we're seeing from the chiefs. And I was like, this is not your offense. Like, what are you running? Like, what are you seeing that you think, oh, Pacheco running out of the shotgun against this against this defense is gonna work? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I was getting I was getting frustrated like I cared. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens. I only cared because Pacheco getting fifty plus yards was in my parlay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's that's the 
the fun part about betting is that the games get more like you get more passionate. They, Give him the ball. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Throw yeah. it to Kelsey. And I was tra- all I needed was tra- uh, Travis Kelsey Tutty. Yeah. And it didn't happen. That's uh, that's didn't happen. Yeah. Well, welcome to the club, my friend. Yeah. But it's 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 fun though to be able to like sit back though and 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 see that okay you know Patrick Mahomes won and it's very the wins are very Brady like hmm. when he was in when when he would play in the Super Bowl I mean look there was there was no Super Bowl I think other than when he played Mahomes when he was on the mm-hmm. Buccaneers that he truly won that Brady I'm talking about truly won a decisive like Super Bowl victory yeah. Every single Super Bowl that he played in, Rams, uh, Panthers, uh, Eagles, the Seahawks, obviously the the Falcons, they were all within like a, a field goal of a score. What There were one possession games, every single one of those. Mm-hmm. He was never blowing people out. Like it was never like, oh man, Brady's just completely dominating this game. Every game came down to the wire. I mean, in the early days, early 2000s, it was... Get get them in field goal position for an Adam uh, Van, so Adam Vinatieri could win the game. That's how it was. Yep. If you left that ball in Tom Brady's hands with like a minute something left and the game's tied, he's going to win it. Exactly. And Eric says it perfectly. In Patrick Mahomes, you have the clutch ability of Tom Brady with the quarterback ability of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And you might now be looking at. Possibly the greatest quarterback to play the game in Patrick Mahomes. Nah. What? I mean, okay, so let we can get into it then because you're eh. I'm a I'm a disagree with you there because I truly do think he is on pace right now to be the greatest quarterback to ever play. Yes. Currently on pace right now to be the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Yes. So why do you say? Because of what you said about the, they played each other in the Super Bowl, and obviously Brady has seven. So, I, I'm, I agree that he's got the skill and the pace. Like this is amazing. He's doing an incredible job. But what, what, how can I defend Mahomes when they actually paid played each other in the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs didn't score a single touchdown? Like I, that's that's where I'm at. But. Uh, hey, if he wins, if they win three in a row, then well, what? I have nothing. I can't. Brady's never done it. Nobody in the freaking NFL history has ever done it. So, no. If they win three in a row, then I have to shut up and <laughs> give my uh, respects respects to the to Kansas City Chiefs and to Patrick Mahomes. So, I don't know. I it's I like I said. I'm just like kind of sick and tired of this whole. Watching that second half, and I don't know if 49ers fans can agree with me, watching that game as a football fan, I just get so pissed off that people get that scared of Patrick Mahomes that you just have to play prevent and you're kind of just, uh, I don't know, dropping two safeties deep and the corners are playing like playing deep, playing off coverage, playing zone. I hate that. I hate it so much. So. Just, you know, like stick to your guns. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Don't don't be so scared to blitz Mahomes, knowing that you have this amazing NFL defense in Bosa, Chase Young, all that stuff. Like I, I don't know, Fred Warner. The on paper, the 49ers defense is great. What are you What are you doing? Not playing to the strengths of your defense and letting them do what they're supposed to be doing. So, 
I went on a mini tangent there, but I, I am, I, this is, here's another reason why I'm, eh, I'm not as afraid personally, if I was a defensive coordinator, I'm not as afraid of Mahomes as I would be of Brady, because if you, I'm, this is, I'm not trying to discredit Mahomes, but I feel like no matter what I do on defense, Brady will figure out a way to pick it apart. Like if he reads, if he reads my defense and I can't, whatever, he's going to, he's going to make changes. He's going to do like, uh, make sure the protection is right. So we can do something else and get the best route for the receivers versus Mahomes. I feel like if you just kind of beat the crap out of him and put him under a lot of pressure all the time, things get a little bit scrambly, but again, I, I, I'm sounding like a Mahomes hater. I, I can't hate him. I have no choice but to respect and love him. And like I said, if and or when they went three in a row, in my opinion, as a supporter of Tom Brady being the GOAT, that whole discussion becomes I don't, you have to, uh, you have to give it to Mahomes, I think. But but you you go ahead. What do you what do you think? Well, I I definitely I mean, I definitely kind of disagree with you in the fact when you say that you were you're more like scared of Tom Brady than you would be of Patrick Mahomes. But I almost feel as if you should be more scared of Patrick Mahomes than Tom Brady, because Patrick Mahomes is, has way more athleticism than Tom Brady. Like he has the ability. I mean, he could still scramble if he wanted to, he can, he can make those no look passes. Like that's why I'm, that's why like Eric says it, like he, he has such a clutch ability to win these games. Like we saw on Tom Brady, but he could do, he can play at the level of like an Aaron Rodgers where, I mean, Aaron Rodgers like is an amazing quarterback. I mean, obviously he sucked when it came to the playoffs, but (laughs) realistically Aaron Rodgers is an amazing quarterback. And now you have this kind of combination of two, two and one. And if you kind of look at the head to head, so yes, Brady's got seven Super Bowl wins. Mahomes already has three and he's only 28 years old. Yeah. Brady uh, made it to 15 Pro Bowls. Uh, Mahomes is already six. Brady has six All Pros. Mahomes uh, Mahomes has three. Uh, Brady has three MVPs. Mahomes already has two regular season MVPs. Um, Brady was a two-time off- Offensive Player of the Year. Mahomes is uh, has one, and then Brady's got five Super Bowl MVPs. Mahomes already has three. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is only 28 years old, and let's face it, that team. Is still very good, and I don't. There, I think FanDuel already put their odds out. I think the 49ers had the highest odds, wow. but the Chiefs, Chiefs are second. Wow. So I mean, realistically, I, I, if I was doing my math correctly, and you're doing like a head-to-head Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes for their careers, if I was doing my math correctly. If Mahomes plays the same amount of seasons as Tom Brady on the pace that he's currently at right now, Mahomes will have over ninety thousand passing yards. God, he, he will have over seven hundred. He will have, I think, to be exact, ninety three thousand three hundred and ninety three passing yards. He will have seven hundred and fifteen uh, total touchdown passes, two hundred and seven uh, interceptions. Wow. Brady currently sits for his career. He's at 89,214 yards passing, 649 uh, touchdown passes, and then 212 interceptions. Wow. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Mahomes is re- realistically, he's he's on pace to break ev- everything that Brady's doing currently almost. Yeah, that's a good point. Not to mention, 
He already has Brady in uh, passing yards per game. You know, Mahomes has averages 296 passing yards a game. Awesome. His uh, his his completion percentage is at a 66.5. Brady was at a 64.3. Um, obviously, his he's got a higher quarterback rating. Of of course, he already has more rushing yards than him, <laughs> rushing attempts. Um, so Brady actually has 28 rushing touchdowns. Damn, I didn't. Yeah, that had to be sneaks that. or something. Give me sneaks at the yeah. goal line. And in the regular season, yeah, the, he Mahomes is three and one against uh, Brady, and but in the playoffs, Brady's two and zero against him. Mm, got him. But so I don't know, man. I yeah. think. This is this is the way I look at it. If you're in, you know, because we are a card show, and if you're looking into, if there's one player out there <laughs> that you that you should spend the money on, really spend the money, just get, you know, buy one card, set it aside, let let their career play out. It is Patrick Mahomes, one hundred percent. Yeah. Like hundred percent. If you are going to buy one player out of any sport that's currently playing right now and just set them aside, it would be Patrick Mahomes. Mm, Justin Fields. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah. Troll. Yeah, I'm trolling. Troll. I'm trolling. Get back, under, get back under your bridge, man. Wait, 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 wait. Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> oh, so this is this is funny to me. And it's funny that – and I'm happy that you brought that oh, up. No. Because I don't – and I don't want to diss you or anything like that. Here we go. But let's just put into perspective here. Let's get into the card prices because I, I'm telling you, this is like unbelievable to me. Mm-hmm. And it, it really speaks volumes to where this, this hobby has gone because I, I've always said this to you from the moment we started. I'm like, if we only started, you know, if we only started Jelly in 2017, oh, man. we would be. If everybody started their hobby business in 2017, yeah. we'd all be in. We all be rich. Yeah. Every single one of us would be rich. Trade nights on yachts. <laughs> so, yeah, for real, honestly. And it's – so, obviously, Mitch Trubitsky and Patrick Mahomes were drafted in the same draft class. <sighs> Mitch was taken second overall. I believe Mahomes was 10th. I think he was 10th. God. So, back in – back in November of 2017, Okay. This is November of 2017, and I got all this information off of PSA's website. A 2017 Donruss, just the Donruss paper base rated rookie PSA 10 of Patrick Mahomes, sold on uh, November 9th of 2017 for $13.45. Good God. That card sold, now fast forward to 2024, that card on February 11th, so on Super Bowl Day, and on 2024, the same card sold for one thousand dollars. Man, one thousand dollars. A hundred times. And then, so his his optic rated rookie. So his 2017 optic rated rookie base, PSA 10, back in uh, April of 2018. Was selling for anywhere from like seventeen dollars to twenty dollars. God. The last one uh, sold was on February fourteenth, uh, which was yesterday, for one thousand two hundred dollars. Awesome. 
<sighs> so, so you're telling me I could have, we could have bought 50 of those. Yep. We could have bought 50 of the, of, of his optic rated rookies at 20, uh, at $20. Yeah. We could have bought 50 for a thousand dollars. And we, and be, now, yeah. yep. We'd be sick. And now you can't, you can't buy one. You can only buy one for a thousand dollars now. Yep. <clears throat> we could have had 50 of them at $20 a piece. Turn a thousand dollars into $60,000 in seven years. Isn't that crazy? It's it's the best. Like, isn't that isn't that like just absolutely amazing? Yeah, it is. Just to think that back in 2017, 2018, Patrick Mahomes rookie cards and a PSA 10 were twenty dollars. <laughs> it's amazing. You can't go on eBay and look at Patrick Mahomes cards and and get anything under a thousand dollars right now. Yeah, I know. Did you look? Unless it's like some like paper draft picks where it's like from score or something yeah. you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah did you look at the prism sales too yeah mm -hmm. oh my god yeah his uh his 2017 silver prism rookie card psa 10 sold on february 13th for four thousand dollars exactly did you see the prices when they were in like 2017 i didn't look back uh, that far back on the silvers but oh I'm, did you yeah i'm ready to blow your mind so this is Blow my mind. So, so here's a little uh, some information for people in the hobby who are non-football card collectors, or maybe you already know it. In 2017, they didn't really make silver versus non-silver. All of the rookie cards were silver. So like, uh, wow. yeah. So you know that just in case if you ever, I don't want to... every single rookie card back then was was a silver. Yeah, they were like refractors essentially. Well, just prisms. Yeah. yeah. Like what they call them, yeah. Exactly. So in case anybody, I don't want anybody to get baited into buying like a silver prism because sometimes people put that on their eBay listings. All of the 2017 rookies were refractors, basically. Yeah. But anyway, like you said, if uh, so on February 13th, the 2017 Panini Prism Patrick Mahomes PSA 10 sold for $4,050. Back in May of 2018, May 8th, 2018, a PSA 10 Prism Mahomes sold for $20.83. So if we bought 50 of those, we turned $1,000 into doing some quick math, $200,000. So yeah, if we would have started this damn business a few years ago, just a few years ago, we could be... Uh, we could be splitting some good chunks of money here. We could be going on extravagant vacations, going to every freaking card show in the world. I mean, yeah, we could have <sighs> we could have all quit our jobs, yeah. and we could have made gel jelly cards a legit like this is our income. Yeah, exactly. And here's another. So here, kind of get back to back on track a little bit. I know that. Uh, it's kind of a two-edged sword here. Our, now might not be the time to buy Patrick Mahomes cards, just like right now within the like next few weeks. Oh, yeah. You got to wait until yes. baseball's like kind of in full, full. So I would wait until like April, May. Yes. But um, like I agree with that. Like if you have cards of Mahomes or Kelsey or any good rookie cards of some Chiefs players, I'd probably sell them right now. But do you think, honestly, that this – 
the Mahomes rookie cards will keep going up. That's why I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, he's probably if he, going. If he wins another Super Bowl, especially if they three P. Yeah. But if he if he wins another Super Bowl, and that's four now, that puts him in. Yeah. That I mean, I mean, like you said, he's in a whole nother realm. But he wins another Super Bowl, especially another Super Bowl MVP. I mean, he's now there's a Tom Brady level, and there's a Patrick Mahomes level, and then there's everybody else that's ever played. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yes, I definitely think I think a lot of his cards are going to be super hot heading into next season, especially around like August and September, because now all the talk is going to be. Can the Chiefs three P? Can the Chiefs three P? And Brady is, or uh, you know, Mahomes is he the go? Is he the go? If he three P's, blah blah blah. Yeah. If he gets the, so, I th- uh, yeah. if he gets the four, that's Montana, right? Montana has four. I believe so. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn. So I, I'm I'm telling you, like it's if if you're looking, like I mean, obviously they're they're ridiculously expensive. You know, like yeah. I said, like his twenty, his just his base optic twelve hundred. The, you know, his 2017, the silver, you know, silver in quotes, silver prism, $4,000, his uh, 2017 orange prism out of 275. And these are all non-auto, by the way, God, his, uh, his orange prism out of 275 rookie PSA 10, $7,000, dude, dude, just his, his 2017 paper base rookie from playoff. Nice. PSA 10, $404. Hell Just a yeah. playoff one. His uh, his 2017, and then like I said, yeah, his 2017 Don Russ paper rated rookie, $1,000. God, man. Like, I mean, the playoff card, $404? Who's buy- Nobody buys that. Yeah, man. Except for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've opened some of the playoff ones, and I got them from Walgreens, man. Like, yeah. You know, like, and I was just opening up fat packs when you couldn't buy cards on, you know, yeah. when that's all you could find. Exactly. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants this paper crap anymore. But sh- because it's Mahomes, you're going to spend $404 on it. Yeah. People are going to start building that Mahomes collection. They want to have a PC yeah. of as many Mahomes rookie cards in a PSA 10 that they could find. And I don't even, I don't even know if, if, if collectors and hobbyists even realize it because why I why I was laughing and you know was happy that you brought up about Mitchell Trubisky is because well look at that if you were a collector back in 2017 and and that draft class was coming in and those cards came out and you saw that you know Patrick Mahomes or Patrick Mahomes was taken tenth but Mitchell Trubisky was taken second I mean <laughs> look at like how crazy this hobby is that you could have bought oh, excuse me you could have bought fifty Mitchell Trubisky prism you know rookie card yeah i know and for a you know for probably a thousand dollars and they would all be losses hey i mean like me let's I mean, <laughs> yeah. realistically it's like it's it's the crazy thing to think about like how patrick mahomes is now being put in this conversation of goat status and you have mitchell trubisky who's not even a starter anymore and it's just like the luck of the draw really like there's no there's no true. It's just lightning and it's lightning in a bottle. Yeah. It's get, you got lucky. Like, <laughs> because again, if you, the year before that with Jared Goff, Jared Goff's not a bad quarterback. Right. Jared, Jared Goff's a good quarterback. He's made, he's played in a Super Bowl. He's been to the playoffs. Like 
I mean, he's, you know, he puts up good numbers, but his prism rookie card from 2016 is like a $150 card right now versus Patrick Mahomes, who's $4,000. Yeah. And look at all that time that has accrued. You know, you're talking eight, you know, seven, eight years for Goff. You're talking six, seven years for Mahomes. Mm -hmm. And Goff is no, I mean, his, his status is nowhere near it. So it's it's really just the luck of the draw that if you were buying into Mahomes, it's the same with Purdy. Who nobody was buying into Purdy. Come on. Exactly. Who was collecting Purdy cards? Nobody. Nobody. And if you say you were, you had to have been a family member <laughs> or a big Iowa State like alumni, you know? Yeah. Or so it's time traveler. It's, yeah. I mean, you could have you could have spent a thousand dollars on on fifty Mitchell Trubisky cards from that year and just been like, Oh my God, like that's just, I lost all my money. Uh, who says I or, didn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm, or you could have bought into Mahomes, And like you said, I could have made $200,000 off of it. Yeah. <sighs> if you have the patience to wait. Hey, exactly. Very happy. You threw that in there at the end. But here's the thing though, you know, where all these cards sit right now, they were higher during the card boom. Yes. Good job, Jason. So that optic rated rookie sitting at 1200 that was a $2,000 card in 2021 and 2022. Wow. Because of just the card boom era. So even then, like, we think $1,200 is a lot of money. But to somebody who spent $2,000 on it, they're still sitting at an $800 loss. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of like it just all really depends on when you bought them versus were you the collector who was buying them in 2017? Are you the genius that held on to them from 2017? Or were you the one that hopped on the, the bandwagon in, in, during the card boom in 2021? Yes. And now are like to us, these are crazy amounts. But to some, this is like, oh, my God, I still got $800 to go. Yeah. Do you remember? Before I can even break even. Do you remember what the prism was selling for in the card boom hype? Uh, it was probably the uh, I don't know. Actually, okay. was it ten? Was it ten thousand? So I pulled it up, and on April nineteenth, twenty twenty one, a PSA ten prism, Patrick Mahomes, twelve thousand dollars. Oh, oh, <laughs> right, that one hurts. But imagine, so we just okay. Twelve thousand. Wow. Hold on a second, though, because if we had, if we had fifty of the twenty dollars ones and we sold them for twelve thousand dollars each, now we're up to six hundred thousand dollars. Oh my. So, yeah, man, that's very well said, Jason. Good call, because that's another important hit for people in this topic of the hobby. Back in the card boom which is what we referred to, like peak of the pandemic and people are all getting back into the hobby. Well, Prism was selling for 12K for Patrick Mahomes PSA 10. And yeah, right now it's at 4,000, but very well said, Jason. If you bought into these cards in 2021, you're still kind of like crawling your way back. You're like, please keep climbing. Please get back up to over 12K. I mean, you honestly, at that amount, if even if he even if he surpasses Brady, I don't even know if that card surpasses twelve thousand dollars. I know twelve thousand dollars might be the peak. You might just be happy to break even, or at least get eleven thousand dollars back. Or I'd be happy if I got ten thousand dollars back. Yeah, seriously, me too. 
you know, it's, and it, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane the way that this, you know, card market works because yeah, like I said to us, this is, these are outrageous amounts, almost like amounts that we wouldn't spend. But then if you look at it, like, and here's, let me ask you this. If, if COVID never happened, you know, and COVID obviously is a scary time yeah, to live in. Absolutely. If COVID never happens, what, what happens to this hobby? Does this hobby get to where it was? Because COVID kind of forced everybody with like lockdowns and things like that. It forced us to get back into our hobbies. Mm -hmm. It forced us to get back into collecting, you know, at a time when, when, like I said, you weren't finding cards on the shelves. Exactly. You know, people were flipping boxes yeah. because you couldn't find it. You know, we did it. All kinds of boxes, not even just the like important sets, not even Chronicles. Yeah, man. Chronicles was getting flipped for, for profit. Yeah. Blasters were getting flipped for profit. You were flip. You were buying NBA NBA hoop blasters yeah. for thirty dollars and flipping them for eighty. Exactly. So if if COVID never happened, does this does this hobby get to where it was? Phenomenal question, and my honest answer is no, it does not. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I don't think so. At least, I mean, you might have like, yeah, God, we Be ah. because because the way I look at it, the way I look at it from twenty eighteen. And I'm looking at, man, Patrick Mahomes was a 10th overall pick. If if that Patrick Mahomes card was, if he was a 10th overall pick now. Yes. That's not a $20 card. Perfectly said. Completely that's agree. A, that's, a, that's a couple hundred dollars. Yep, absolutely. Without him actually, playing a single actually, snap. Uh, actually, realistically, it's a base card. It's a base, uh, a base rookie card. It's probably not even going to be valuable. Yeah, that's right. But that card back then in 2018 was 20 bucks. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know like where where that this hobby would have went if it wasn't for the fact that everybody was kind of forced to be at home and and resort back to their their hobbies. Completely agree. Yeah, it's very well said, Jason. It was it's a base card. If that card gets released in 2025, Patrick Holmes is 10th overall pick QB for Kansas City. People might pay like I don't know 50 bucks raw couple hundred bucks for PSA 10. But back then that card is, who knows? You could have probably gotten it for a dollar, $2 raw. And you, yeah. and you grade it, get a PSA 10 is 20 bucks. So very well said, no way the hobby is where it's at without the pandemic. And people have, who are now in this hobby have kind of shifted from like, we don't want base. We want rarity. We want numbered. We want autos, all that stuff. So yeah, very well said. Things have changed a lot in the past uh, six years in terms of the hobby and the world. Because, I mean, because like I said, with these, you know, uh, with some of these like score, like people are selling this uh, February 14th, this 2017 score NFL draft Patrick Mahomes PSA 10 rookie. So for $171. Wow. If you're if you're buying that box now, that you're losing your every card is a loss. Yeah, absolutely. You you're you'd be lucky if you bought a blaster of score, a fat pack of score, you'd be lucky to even get your ten dollars back. Mm -hmm. Like so it's it's insane to me to look at like what they're selling Mahomes for now and, and to think about like you even think about probably wax pro box prices. Back then, like I wonder what a hobby box of Prism cost back in 2017, 2018 versus what it costs now. I feel like I think I saw that. Um, I I could be wrong, so I don't want to be quoted on this, but I'm 99% sure I saw a tweet about that when the Super Bowl ended or was happening. 
I think you could buy a hobby box of Prism for close to 200 bucks, like 150 bucks maybe. Oh. Some guy posted he had bought six of them for six to $700. And I, I, I might be wrong, wow. but I'm telling you, they were a lot less than a couple grand. <laughs> I'm telling you, like if, if, if only we started in 2017, we would, it would just like every, every hobbyist who started during, during COVID and during the pandemic, like if yeah. you just started three years earlier, we would all be sitting in different different situations we'd all be everything would be changed yeah and if if your boy here wasn't buying vintage cards like an idiot we'd that also have a different freaking life now i should have been buying yeah but you're but that was but that's the thing that's what was in back when you were buying it so back when you were buying those vintage cards and 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 2017 2018 that was what the hobby was about it was about vintage it wasn't about these modern cards nobody was looking at modern players that's why they were selling for 20 dollars. true because people were bought wanted the the jackie robinson cards they wanted the mickey mantle cards they wanted the joe namath cards they wanted tom brady Mm -hmm. you know like those are the players that they wanted but now the hobby has completely taken a 180 to where it's all about modern now. <laughs> and I think it's because you have this new wave of a generation that has come in. You have all these these young kids, these teenagers and you know, 20-year-olds that are that are coming into it. They don't what they don't want to collect a Jackie Robinson rookie card anymore. They want Patrick Mahomes. They want Mike Trout. They want Shohei Otani because that's who they know. And that's who, who they're growing up on right now. Mm-hmm. so like yeah. yeah it's 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 insane to think about where, where this hobby once was and where it is now and, and to see where everybody's focus is lying now yeah completely agree very well said jason it's just it's nuts it's really crazy to think about it's sad <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's sad that like you know we you know just we were always collectors and it just, yeah, like we just weren't collecting that. Like we were, collect- I was collecting Pokemon cards when I should have been buying sports cards, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. But even, even thinking though, like early to, so if, if I wasn't buying Pokemon cards and I was buying into uh, uh, like baseball cards or like sports cards like that, early 2000s isn't like a crazy set though you know i mean yeah maybe i could have had an ichiro rookie card or an albert pujos and miggy but other than that like i still feel like early 2000s it wasn't like the crazy year for cards i mean maybe if i got into like tom brady Mm -hmm. but you know like if you do you agree or do you disagree with that because if i'm looking at like you know like early 2000s especially at least for like baseball i mean yeah there's a couple players but yeah, I think uh, yeah, even like like around like two thousand five, two thousand six. I mean, you're not like you're not buying into anybody like that's gonna make you like five figures. You right. Know? Yeah, I think I agree with you. I mean, Brady obviously is the only one that comes to mind. We can uh, we can. I don't, I should look more into like the Peyton Manning market, the Drew Brees yeah. market, Randy Moss cards and stuff. Like I don't that. think Drew Brees is anywhere like. No respect. Yeah, I don't think he does get that respect. Like, a, obviously, like a Tom Brady. I don't even think Peyton Manning really gets that respect. Yeah. Because again, like, if you know, 
like like you're saying, I think I don't think you were. I don't think you would have been collecting too many players that would have been that you could be sitting here being like, wow, I could have like quadrupled my money or something like that. Right. You know, like where I'm like, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm, you know, selling cards for, you know, five, ten thousand $10,000. Yeah. I mean, for baseball, like you said, for sure, each your own pools, like, especially if you got like a refractor or something and a PSA 10, those cards are really expensive. That, yeah. that probably pushes five figures, but yeah, you're right. I mean, if from the, I guess the 2010s, from 2010 to 2020, that's when the sports cards got really juicy. And I think it's attributed to what we've talked about many times, the whole parallels, numbered cards, auto cards, patches, things just went into this, into their own little realm. Things got a little bit crazy. You're getting game-worn stuff on a card. You got people yeah. got cards with like parts of people's cleats and stuff. Yeah, I would. I would even be happy to get that. Card. I know it's just like thick and horrible. Nowhere to can't keep it protected at all. It's just it's just wild. So let me uh, let me ask you this, then. Is do you do you think it's smart if like every draft class that comes in? Like, especially for football, like, should you collect if like maybe like top 10 quarterbacks, at least one card of every top 10 quarterback that gets drafted or or even like just any quarterback that gets drafted in the first round? Should you be buying those cards and setting them aside and putting them in a box labeling, you know, 2025 or, you know, 2024, 2025, 2026 and setting them aside? I completely think yes, absolutely. I don't see why not if you can afford it. I, I don't know. Just to, but oh, damn, <laughs> it's risky. It's very risky because who knows what's gonna happen. You could end up having like a, a freaking Kenny Pickett draft class. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like well, you got Purdy in there at least. I, I don't know. I would. But again, but see, Purdy's not even. You wouldn't collect Purdy. Yeah, that's because true. if you if I'm if you're just going into it and I'm like I'm gonna take I'm gonna collect every quarterback drafted in the first round, and I'm gonna buy one rookie card of theirs and I'm just gonna put it aside like and you know hope again like you know lightning in a bottle one turns into a Patrick Mahomes and you know I can make you know I can buy a you know four hundred dollar card and turn it into a four thousand dollar card or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. What do you think? I, I, I would do it just to do it. I don't. But the kind of sad thing about it is that boxes have gotten so expensive. So it's yeah. Your total investment is a lot more than what it what it what I would like it to be. But God, you could. Well, if, in that case, I would just buy them raw. Right. Okay. I like that more. Or I would just wait for them to get graded, and then I would just buy a graded one, and then just set it aside. Because I mean. You know, nowadays, like w- with the way this hobby is going, it clearly is a it's not a lot like th- it's it's no longer a long term hobby, in my opinion. Right. This is th- these are short term investments. This is how fast can I make money? <sighs> and I think that's why obviously breakers are, are play such a prominent role in this hobby uh, today, because it is a I, I, I this is a business and I need to make money. Yeah. I need to make. I can't. I can't spend a thousand dollars and let it sit for six, seven years. Right. You know, like your hobby is. And again, like I said, like it's just it's different. Like you could spend that money 
and r- realistically, if you know, let it sit and not worry about it. If I was buying, if I spent twenty dollars on one Patrick Mahomes card and I let it sit for six, seven years, yeah. versus now I have to spend four thousand dollars on it, and that's a lot of money tied up to just sit and wait. Yeah, absolutely. And I might not be able to just let four thousand dollars sit and wait. Exactly. I want $4,000 to be $8,000 and I want it to happen in a year. Exactly. Like, I feel like that is the mindset of, of the hobby now. I agree with you. So I don't even think like you could even like, I don't think anybody could sit because it's so much money. There's so much money that now goes into it. And like you said, with boxes and stuff, you know, prices are ridiculously high that I don't think you can just sit and wait anymore. Yeah. And, and let things develop and let cards accrue value over time and do career holds. Like, I just don't think this is the way the hobby is being ran now. Like if you, you got to buy, you got to sell instantly like that. And that's what we're seeing, especially with, with baseball cards, you got to buy, buy them and you got to sell them within X amount of time because that's when the hype is real. Because if you don't sell them during that time, the hype's going to go away and then the market's gone. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I hear everything you're saying and I think I agree with you. I, it depends on, yeah, it depends on what you can afford to do really. And your level of patience. If, oh man, if, uh, if you had the freaking Mahomes cards, obviously you see that $10,000 mark and you're going to sell it. Right. But there are people out there who are like, nah, I'm not. What? Who cares? I only spent 20 bucks on it. What am I, what am I going to do? I'm just going to keep holding it. <laughs> Or- and that's and that's what we were. I mean, that's what we were doing. I mean, a lot of my rookie cards, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I spent twenty dollars, like uh, my Vladimir Guerrero Junior card. Mm-hmm. You know, I spent thirty nine dollars on. Yeah, at one point that card was like two hundred dollars, and I didn't sell it. Exactly. Dumb. <laughs> but but hey, I spent thirty nine dollars on it. I have no rush. There is no rush. Yeah. Yeah. Now which now at Shohei Otani, not in the American League. Mm-hmm. Vlad Junior could be an MVP. That's right. He has a, he has every opportunity to win an MVP now, exactly. and if he has if he has another year like he did in 2021, hey man, I'm good. Like I, I there is no rush. I'm that's why I don't buy into these large markets. I'm not I didn't buy into a twelve thousand dollar Prism rookie card of Patrick Mahomes, and I'm sweating every day. Yeah, God, I already <laughs> sweat every day. I don't need to be drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm already stressed out enough in my everyday life. Yeah, I don't need that stress, and that's why I don't buy into cards like that. Yeah. Uh, I I just bought before we got onto this episode. <laughs> I just bought a fourteen dollar Bowman Chrome rookie card of Aaron Rowan. Oh my lord! And a BGS nine point five, and I am so happy about it. What fourteen dollars? <laughs> I bought for $14 BGS 9.5. It was the person sent me an offer. They had it. And I was like, whoa. And, you know, obviously watched it. I was the only watcher. They sent me an offer. And I'm like, do I even counter? I'm like, it's $14. Do I counter on this card? Or do I just buy it? Nice. I was like, buy it. <laughs> Good for you. That's Jason. that's me as a collector. Yeah. That's me as a collector because I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be so focused on on investments. I keep telling myself like, don't buy into investments anymore. You have a card business. You are you you are with a group of three other guys who are, who run this business and you put money into it and you're doing all these investments. Why are you spending your own money on investments? Mm-hmm. Buy the cards that you want to buy. 
because it takes the stress out of it. You already have enough stress with your own business cards. <laughs> Why are you putting stress on your own personal stuff? Preach, brother. Yeah. Very well said. I think that's a good good spot to end on because I'm, yeah. I'm curious. To, I'm curious to hear what other people think about that. Very well said, Jason. And for <laughs> just so uh, people should have figured it out by now. But yeah, Jelly Cards is the four of us. It's me, Jason, Luke, and Eric. And I I've been kind of trying to say that every time we have our meetings, it's like if we if I just took away my own personal stress and all the stupid money that I spend on my own dumb cards that I always do is like investments. And I instead put those investments into jelly and we use all of our heads together. I'd feel so much better about the the dang cards that I buy. And I wouldn't be so oh. stressed out thinking, Oh my God, this guy needs to do well. Otherwise this car's going to lose money. All that crap. Yep. It's way more fun to just buy into your PC and buy cards you want to collect. And it's a lot less stressful. And to kind of tie it all in, I don't know if there's other people in this hobby that are still like that. I feel like there are, there have to be, there absolutely are. But when you look at the hobby from a social media standpoint, you kind of get this feeling that, like Jason said, it's all about like, I got to buy this card here and I got to sell it at this point within the next few months, few days, even based on how crazy these card markets can get. So good, good stuff, Jason. Any, uh, any last few words before we have to close out? Uh, if you are looking to buy Patrick Mahomes, you buy, you better buy him now. <laughs> not like right what, now, but within the next few months. Just, if he wins another Super Bowl, I think it, he's going to get into a, he will be in a different realm of collectors. Okay. All right. You heard the you man. Know, you heard him. He will be like gold, like golden, like collectors, right. like collectors who's buying into golden cards. Okay. Well said. So final yeah. thoughts. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I Another great episode. I, I'm excited to listen to this one, listen back, just because I feel like we touched on a lot of stuff. First of all, we talked about the Super Bowl. Congrats to the Chiefs. Hell of a game. Uh, Jason's happy, I guess. I'm not that happy about it. Um, but if you're out there... I, I could care less, but I'm just... you know, For cards hey, purposes, hell yeah. Yeah, for, for cards purposes, for the hobby, it, it was good. Yeah, so... If you're listening to this episode and you enjoyed it, please follow the podcast. You can listen to the Jelly Cards podcast on Apple and Spotify. Uh, please leave us a rating if you like it. We really we would love that. We would appreciate it. On Instagram and Twitter, reach out to us and let us know your thoughts. We are at Jelly Cards, J-E-L-I-C-A-R-D-S. On TikTok, we are Jelly underscore Cards. And I want to know what people think. Do you think that uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to enter a new hobby realm, even though he already has, basically? If he wins three in a row, I think we've agreed that this whole GOAT debate, who's the greatest quarterback of all time, gets really interesting, really spicy. And I want to know if people agree with that. And like we said, if you had to buy one player in any sport right now, I think I would agree it's Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to kind of do a little hockey plug here because I know JK might listen. Connor McDavid too. I was yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Connor McDavid's market is starting to get really juicy to me, but uh, let us know your thoughts. Please reach out to us, all of you football card collectors. Even if you don't collect football, what's going to happen in the future of this Patrick Mahomes hobby market? And yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we tied in some cards prices. If you were one of those collectors who bought up Patrick Mahomes in 2018, bless you. I'm super happy for you. I hope you held those cards for for six years. That's a very John move of you to do. 
<laughs> just hold on to those cards never sell them uh and yeah thank you everybody have a great weekend and a great week ahead and as always keep spreading the love of this hobby from your friends at jelly cards